You've selected a show from the Podcast Jukebox, a DIY podcast network. This episode of No Love Lost is brought to you by FredsBS.com. That's breads and spreads by Fred. Uh, Guys, I don't know if you know this, but the holidays are coming up. And with the holidays coming up, things like office parties are happening. You got to get plates of baked goods for your coworkers and or family members and loved ones. Maybe you have a lot of holiday cooking and baking to do for family coming into town. Well, Fred's got your back. Uh, Fred is doing a lot of fun seasonal stuff this year. He's doing uh, special peppermint brownies. He's doing uh, brown sugar buddies, which are super good. And they go great with some harvest tea. Just throwing that out there. It's pretty delicious. And or hot toddy, if you are so inclined. I could definitely go for a hot toddy right now. It's been a long week. Anyway... Uh, He's also got these cool assorted packages that he's got going through uh, December 15th of this year. So you can place your order before then uh, where he is basically doing uh, a type of brownie, some cookies and jam, however you would like it to be sorted and uh, whatever types of brownies and cookies and jam you would prefer out of his selections. Go do that. Those are really going to be great gifts. So guys, go get some holiday shopping. And if you use the coupon code no love lost, uh, once again, that's coupon code no love lost all one word you're gonna get 20 percent off of your order you'll help support this podcast and you'll be getting yourself some really great delicious baked goods fred also does delivery but if you're a los angeles local you can go and waive that delivery fee if you and go pick them up for free uh so yeah guys Go to fredsbs.com for more information on his menu and for delivery options, all that fun stuff. Don't forget to use that coupon code, no love lost. All right, on with the episode. Let's go to the island. I would like to see the polar bears. There was a crash and there are others and there are numbers and it all means something We had to go back. Did we, though? You know we did. I feel like that's debatable. Welcome back to No Love Lost, the podcast where we dissect the amazing ABC television series Lost from episode one to the final episode. Well, you're partially right, Will. I, I mean, by if by dissect you mean tear apart, I absolutely would love to do that. Yes. I am Will Link, and with me as always... Hey guys, it's Megan Salinas. And not with us always... Ooh! <laughs> uh, but maybe in spirit, we have a... <laughs> <laughs> I've listened to a lot of this, yes. Our, we have our first guest... Yay! Yay. Matt Guerrero from the terrific film podcast Worth a Click Mm -hmm. and uh, Drunk Monkeys, uh, all the Drunk Monkeys (laughs) podcasts and website and writing. It takes on a lot. It's Uh, a lit mag, Will. A lit mag. (laughs) Okay. That also, we also review movies and stuff. You're right. We do a lot of stuff. Yes. You do a lot (laughs) of stuff. We throw a lot of stuff at the wall. 
Some but, of it sticks. <laughs> but, uh, uh, Matt, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. I guess the question is, now, have I been here all along like Nikki and Paolo, or have I been here all along like Ethan? You, <laughs> you, <laughs> I guess you don't want to be here all along like Nikki and Pablo, because that means you get buried alive. <laughs> Spoiler that is true. alert. Oh, things don't work out that great for Ethan, either. Yeah, that's true. By the yeah. way, yeah. you're not leaving my apartment alive, is what okay. I'm saying. Um, but I always knew it would end this way. <laughs> really? I, always, I yeah. had a premonition. Destiny! Yeah. Destiny! Right. When you were a child, you spoke to a like a medium or whatever, and she told you, like, you will die on a lost podcast. And you said, what's a podcast? What's lost? And she's like, you'll find out. And yet you came here I did. to fulfill your destiny. It's that's right. Imp- Imperative that you live in yeah. Los Angeles. A guy met me in a cab and he gave me this big guitar case and I just ended up here, you know? Um, I was supposed to be here. But, seriously, not that this isn't serious <laughs> stuff. Um, this episode is very serious. Oh, this episode is yeah. very serious. But before we get into the episode, sure. I wanted to ask you, hmm. what is your experience and history with Lost? As you know... I unconditionally love the show. Megan has a different, some would say, wrong opinion. What is wrong. your? What is your? <laughs> oh no! I'm I mean, I just met her ten minutes ago, right but now. I say wrong. <laughs> yeah, I I am uh, an unapologetic Lost fanboy. I am a Lost apologist for sure. I will. I'll meet you halfway on this, Megan. Um, the last season is all over the is all Only over the place. the last season. Yes. But the last, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just the last season. The last episode is a brilliant episode of television. Brilliant mm. episode of television. Nearly perfect. Mm. Thank you. <laughs> You're our guest. So but you'll, you'll, you'll get to that conversation in like three years. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because right now, we are breaking down season one. Yeah. Episode 17, In Translation. Yeah. Which is a fun little play on one of my favorite movies, That's right. Lost in Translation. Yeah. Which you reviewed for uh, Drunk Monkeys. I did. When we did the uh, top 50 of we, the decade. We, we joked around of like, what will become of this podcast once we're <laughs> done with Lost? And then we just decided that it's just going to be a general review of things name with the word lost in them so we would okay, review okay, yeah. lost in translation and the lost, lost in america world. Yeah. <laughs> lost, in a, uh, lost highway okay. anything with lost in it uh, so far this has sounded pretty good i gotta say all those things really hit my sweet spot um, so but if this is your guys's first episode of the podcast Fair warning, spoiler alert, we don't hold back on spoilers for the entire yeah, we've already, season for what we remember. <laughs> in the first five minutes, we already spoiled a bunch of shit. Like, so, yeah. You're <laughs> yeah. So, that's so don't get attached to Nikki and Paolo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, that's not a problem. <laughs> yeah, no one no ever did. No one likes Nikki and Pablo. <laughs> so this episode is written by Javier Grillo. Grillo Marwa. Marwa. Yes. Um, I oh was a big goodness. fan of his, specifically. He had a, a mailing list back when that was a thing writers did in 2006 that I was on, the, uh, Javi's Minions. I was really? one of Javi's Minions. So, so that's how I know, Grio Marwa. Okay, yeah. good, because I was about to butcher that last <laughs> name and you knew it. Um, the last time we had an episode <laughs> written by Javier, yeah. we both looked at it and went, uh. Because <laughs> I, I, I just listened to that episode today, because that's one of my favorite 
That's probably my favorite first season episode. And was, wh- which was it? Uh, all the best cowboys have daddy issues. That's a great episode. It's excellent. Yeah. It's got some excellent acting in it. Yes. And uh, he co-wrote this episode with Leonard Dick. Yeah. I could pronounce that right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it was directed by Tucker Gates, who yeah. previously directed Confidence Man. And, uh, <gasps> and would go on to direct the very worst episode of Lost. The one with the tattoos? Oh, actually, oh, you're, I forgot. <laughs> Across the sea. <gasps> Whoa! <laughs> oh, snap! <Wow>. Um, <laughs> and things got awkward all around. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just about to say, oh, this guy might become one of my favorites. And then you just yeah. went ahead and dashed that. He's <laughs> so no, much for there being very light good at ones. <laughs> He did some good ones. Yeah, he did. The light at the end of the tunnel is actually an oncoming train. <laughs> so, this is a Jin Sun episode, yeah. mostly Jin this time. We kind of get the second half to when we saw Sun's flashback. And this fills in a lot of the pieces. So, so this was the episode of Lost that got me to pay attention to the show. Like really? this, Yeah, this was the, the episode that happened to be like, I, I was aware of it, you know? But, and I'd seen, I think, like, a couple episodes here and there. I hadn't seen, like, I mean, if I'd seen Walkabout, forget it. I would have been locked, you know? <laughs> oh, I didn't mean to do that. I'm sorry. Is, sorry to know how you feel about puns. I didn't that, mean to do that. Is that what the name of, like, the members of Locke's cult would be? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> We're locked. We're locked in. We're locked, locked and loaded. loaded. Oh. Oh, okay. Oh, no, no, no. Um, but I'd seen a couple episodes, but it wasn't until I saw this, I'm like, oh, this is something to pay attention to. Like, it really got me, this episode. Well, well when we talked about the episode that was House all of about the House Sun. of the Rising Sun, yeah. we had talked about the, you didn't see a lot of TV shows that, like, half the episode subtitled. Yeah. And Especially back in 2000. Yes. I mean, even now you don't and a ton, but... For, for that episode, you know, looking after a rewatch, it's like, oh, there really wasn't a whole lot in in terms of her flashbacks. Right. This episode, I didn't sit there with a stopwatch or anything like that, but I feel like the runtime for his flashbacks was a lot more than what we got for her. It feels fairly evenly divided with the island stuff, which a lot of the flashbacks yeah. don't. Um, and I don't remember where I was when I watched this episode when it first aired, but I definitely remember how it made me feel. <laughs> yeah. And, oh my goodness, this if this isn't one of the best episodes of season one, yeah. um, it's absolutely spectacular, and I have very few bad things to say about it, if any. We, um, y- you know, it- it's funny, we talk about a lot where we forget got things that happened in the episode. This was one, oh, as I was watching the... I forgot a lot. <laughs> oh, did you? Oh, I was going to say the opposite. That so much, for me, so much was like, more so in the flashback than on the island. Mm. But I, the flashbacks were like... Insanely memorable. Yeah. yeah. They were like the relationship with his father mm. and son's father and everything. Uh, but... I, a, a lot of the flashbacks were memorable, but I had forgotten about the raft sort of incident. Oh, oh I remembered yeah. the raft incident. Yeah, I did well, remember that. Yeah. Well, let's get into it. Sure, sure. So, uh, the opening of this episode kind of launches almost right away into a flashback. We have Jin standing, like, kind of solemnly on Perhaps. the beach looking out, and then we... It's an episode that into... starts with his eye. One of the yes, eye episodes. Yes, yeah. It, yeah. Which is how you know it's going to be important. That's right, yeah. <laughs> and it goes into... His flashback, and we see uh, when he asked Sun's father for permission to marry Sun. 
and the father's basically like, he's like, I'm ambitious. I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm ambitious. My father's dead. He's very close. <laughs> My father is dead and I'm ambitious. And I was like, what is your, what is your dream? He's like, oh, I want to own a hotel. And then he's like, why don't you work for me? And Jin's like, sure. How could and, this go wrong? And, and then the father's like, oh, trick question. Why would I want my daughter to be with someone who gives up on their dream? I love this so much. I'm such a sap. <laughs> but Jin, of course, said that son is his dream. Oh, good answer. That's how you come back. In the, that's how you get the bonus points. That's yeah. how you win a trick question. Exactly. <laughs> you, you give a trick answer. <laughs> so He really Kobayashi marooned that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he really nailed it. <laughs> he gamed the system. Yeah. So Jin gets the job and the girl, his life is going to be perfect from and here on happily out. ever after. Yeah, right, yeah that's it. Yeah, back to the island. <laughs> Episode whatever. over. <laughs> um... You know, Daniel Day Kim is so good on the show. He's brilliant. And the more I think about how long into the series before he was able to speak English, right. let him speak English. My ro- I, I had a roommate during the time Lost was on, and he was Korean, and he would always knock on Daniel Day Kim's Korean, because it was terrible, apparently. Oh, really? It was absolutely terrible, and so was uh, Mr. Park. Yeah. Uh, the, the, who, wow. Apparently, yeah. they are terrible at it. Now, Yeonjun Kim is from Korea, and she was a big star in Korea. So, you know, she obviously is fine, but he would always knock Daniel Day Kim. Oh, Oh, so this great performance might not be as great. (laughs) Well, he emoted very well. For for an actor who's speaking a language that he apparently doesn't speak, then. Exactly. I mean, he, like, not knowing the the context of that neither of them could speak Korean very well, that means that they really have to lean into their emoting and their emotional delivery of those butchered words. (laughs) But you know what? It really occurred to me how good he was in this episode, not because of, you know, it's probably the most dialogue he's had in the series up to this point, but it made me think back to all the other episodes and how much we've gotten out of his character without him yeah. speaking a lot. Yeah. Just yeah. the looks he's been giving, giving and his behavior. And so seeing these flashbacks, like, I found my mind thinking about, like, oh, and all those other episodes, like, how he has no. been. And both, both he and Son, like, in terms of the, the performances, have been absolutely spectacular. They do so much with so little. Um, their facial expression. Like, and and I, I want to... I, I I'll, I'll never know how much of it is them and how much of it's the directing sure. and how much it's both of those things working in harmony. But at the end of the day, they turn in stellar performances all throughout this freaking season. And it's... The series, yeah. really. The, uh, she is probably the strongest actress in the cast. Or actor in the cast. You Maybe so? Elizabeth Mitchell uh, in the later seasons, but honestly, yeah. I'm thinking of, like, I mean, season four, like, at the end when... when uh, you, you think know. she's better than, uh, than, uh... Oh, well, you're going to say Emerson, aren't you? Very point, yeah. yeah. She's certainly the strongest I, I mean, actress then, but... Okay. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're good, but she's great. She's great. No, that wasn't a knock on her. Yeah. I'm just saying, those... Those guys are, are they're, pretty... They're the Emmy winners in, from the season was, for a series true, for a reason. True, yeah. I was going to say, like, yeah, for the, in a series where almost everyone turns in super high-caliber performances, they stand out quite mm-hmm. a bit. So, the next flashback we get, it's the wedding day. Aww. 
And we're already though, and he's so excited to say they had just gotten married. He goes, "Oh, I come to see my bride," and they're like, "Oh, it's so adorable." But we're already planting the seeds of that his father-in-law is controlling him with an iron fist. He said, he "said uh, you got to uh, uh, you you got to work." Delay their honeymoon. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, oh, it's my father. He's like, no, no, I have to show your father. And he's like, oh, it's the, the car company. Car company <laughs> that the father runs. She's like, oh, you know, maybe someday I'll be as important as the car company. <laughs> oh, that sounds great. And the fa- But he wants to impress the father. And because Mr. The, uh, I always have trouble saying his name. Yeah, I'm not sure if Mr. I pronounce it. Pack. Pack, Pack yeah. Uh, because Mr. Pack is so ruthless and so intimidating. Like, I get it, though. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you've basically, like, made a deal with the devil to marry <laughs> the woman of your dreams, he, and now you're stuck. Uh, I, I said it when we were covering House of the Rising Sun, but he basically signed himself up for indentured servant. Yes. <laughs> As an yeah. indentured mm-hmm. servant. And uh, he's like, that'll fix all my problems. <laughs> and very quickly, though, he is promoted. He's promoted to special assistant. <laughs> and... Mm, red flag, Jim. Red flag. <laughs> And the good thing about special assistant is it seems like your only job is to go around giving people warnings. (laughs) Jen, for a while, must have thought, this is an easy job. I'm just knocking on doors and giving warnings and kind of... And getting free puppies. Yeah, exactly. Everything's great. (laughs) But it's like, okay, here's my... I had forgotten where the dog came from. I was like, oh, yeah! (laughs) So... I mean, was puppy he got her. He stole it from a little girl. Jin knew. Who's watching Hurley on TV? Yes, Jin knew his father-in-law was a man not to be trifled with. But I guess he guess he didn't really know. There's a difference between a powerful man and a gangster. I I feel like now I want to ask both of you guys this: (laughs) Was this a case of willful ignorance? One possibly. I mean. I mean, the man... I mean, I guess if anyone's being willfully ignorant, it's, it's son. son. yeah. Because there's no way you don't realize the kind of man your father is right. after all those Just years. ask Metal Soprano. You <laughs> yeah. figure it out. I mean, that's the thing. <laughs> well, I mean, I feel like Son does know. Because, like, we'll, we'll find out with flashback stuff a little later on mm. that, you know, she gets plenty of context. Maybe she doesn't know the full extent, but she knows that him working for her father is a terrible that's idea. Right. Yeah. And yes, she tries right. to warn him yeah. right from the get-go, yeah. no, 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 no. I think what Sun was hoping was that he would just stay low enough on the radar or right. that Jin would actually fulfill his promise and that he would just wait until they earned enough money and then... Bail because well, they were supposed to go to America, and then on their wedding day, he's like, "I got to show your father I'm committed." And she's like, "Do you know? Do you?" Well, let me tell you what it is. It is um, also even if your father is this horrific, demonstrative gangster or whatever, you would expect he wouldn't necessarily abuse your husband and make him do like such no. dirty Jared work. Kushner. <laughs> Well, no, of course he wouldn't abuse Jin. He's got people to do that for him. Yeah. So, yeah. Excellent segue into creepy little uh, triad guy. (laughs) So, Jin basically, he gets a special assistant job, and they're like, listen, you got to go talk to the, uh, uh, the environmental secretary. Which is a government job. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
But, you know, the plants for, I guess, cars that Mr. <laughs> runs, quote-unquote cars, he can't afford to like, I guess whatever environmental issue was going on, they were going to shut down these plants. But Jin goes to the guy, and the guy is shitting his pants when Jin shows up yep. and says who he is. He lets him in, and he is scared. He is terrified of what's going on. And Jin's being nice guy Jin. Sees the little girl there. <laughs> nice catch. Yeah, Hurley was on the TV. I, I love that little detail. Yeah. I, um, especially in the early episodes of this series, whenever someone else popped into someone else's flashback, I was yeah. like, what's yeah. happening? It, it yeah, was really so cool to see the way everybody's lives were sort of intersecting without ever realizing <laughs> right. it. Right. And I believe Hurley is the next episode. I believe the next yeah, episode numbers. is the number. Yeah, um, It's been so long. I don't really remember a ton of Hurley flashback episodes, so I'm looking forward to actually like, it's seeing good. it. It's good. I yeah. did watch a couple of them in a row because I just kind of kept going yeah. because it's just a fun show to watch, especially this early, these early seasons. Yeah. It's a great episode. You're yeah. Yeah. I can't wait. Yeah. So, anyway, he's there, and, they, he, and Jin's just like, you know, he, he basically is like, oh, do the, open the, the guy factory. says, I'm very displeased. And he's like, here's a puppy. That'll yeah. make it better. Yeah. He gives him the puppy. Jin's like, oh, got a dog now. Um, <laughs> and it's not, like, it's not like Sun's father gets to keep the dog. And right. Jin just gave this guy, like, a warning in the nicest way, and he gets a dog, and now we know what. Yeah, it's it was interesting seeing the context of when he brought that dog home for his son. It's like it's like the equivalent of blood money, right? right. Blood dog. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, we have a dog now. Um, I don't know how to take care of it. You take care. Of it. <laughs> um. Yeah, and there it goes. He gets the, he gets the dog. Everything's working out until one night he comes home. Son's making dinner. And he's like, this is great, life is good, my beautiful and wife surprised like, me with dinner. <laughs> yeah. It's so cute. They're the OTP of this and show, the, <laughs> hands down. And the phone, his phone rings, I'm not even going to pick it up. Let's just eat. And then the, how, the landline rings, and it's like, what's going on? His father-in-law is not happy. Thought you gave this guy a warning. This guy, keeping the plants closed. Now... Let's talk about this guy. <laughs> this guy, this is, this guy's the biggest idiot in all of Korea because he is so terrified and then so grateful that he's not getting murdered the first time. Why is he rolling the dice and not doing whatever this guy says? He got a second chance. And he's still keeping the factory closed? Jin was bad at his job. Jin was bad at the job of being a gangster. Maybe maybe the last couple times this secretary guy has gotten warnings. You know, it's been like Batman style, like he's hung upside down <laughs> off the side of a building. And so it's and like or Suge Knight vanilla ice style, right? <laughs> yeah. So he's like, I, it won't be like, oh, that wasn't so bad. I guess I could just keep doing what I'm doing. <laughs> Out of his this guy is this guy is playing with fire. He should know better. He's like Wow, this guy didn't even low-key threaten my daughter right, when she yeah. was in the room. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> Mr. Pack's going soft. <laughs> I don't need to fear him. I've got more puppies that I can drive his henchmen with. <laughs> so, Mr. Pack's like, Jin, you gotta bring this 
this this scary motherfucker. <laughs> right. yeah. This guy wearing surgical gloves right, right. and like screwing a silencer onto yeah, the end yeah. of a gun. And they go. Like, he's driving them to the the secretary's house. And the whole time, the guy's like, "Here's what's gonna happen. Like, you're gonna stay. You keep the car running. I mean, like you don't. Shoot. Like you. When we drive away, you drive the speed limit. He's like yeah. giving him like the the wolf. Yeah, to, they say. Yeah, he's like the Winston yeah. Wolf of Korea. To be fair to Jin, like if this is what Mister Pack wanted when it comes to hey, show this guy, you know how to give a proper warning. You should have had Jin shadow somebody who promoted him. <laughs> But, Do a ride along. But also, you have know, a training, a basic day. training yeah. is all we're asking but for. This really, to the, a little bit of a tutorial yeah, would have been nice. On. This does speak to the willful ignorance that we brought up. Because like, Jin knows what this man is, and then doesn't do like the thing that. I mean, Jin probably should have known better. I guess I, he was probably thinking that, like, just based on the way that this guy was reacting, that a. That, like, like this was enough. Yeah, that this yeah. was enough, the, that this would suffice. Right. He didn't know he was the biggest <laughs> idiot in government. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, this guy's like, he's like, then we're gonna drive to the river, and we're gonna, like, we're like oh my god. You will not drive over the speed limit. It was my favorite little tidbit. And the thing is, this guy's gonna kill all of them. I think. He's gonna go oh, yeah, in and kill the whole family. Yeah, yeah. The little girls. Yeah. The, he's gonna go in because right. He's because gonna kill he, all those spare puppies. This guy has. <laughs> you it's can't. a backyard full of puppies. <laughs> you can't have witnesses. You can't have little girl witness. Oh, no. <laughs> because she'll be like, I saw the man who killed my daddy. And then well, it does, and then we know how goes, that ends. We saw uh, kill goes, Bill. Yeah, and then she goes on a quest for revenge. Yeah. So you can't have this. So when they get there, though, Jin. And this is this is so quick thinking of him, and against everything that we know. That see, this is the thing. This is against everything we know of flashback Jin at Jin's right. core of something he would do. But we would never put it past Island Jin, who so, punches people all the time. <laughs> <laughs> we get a great moment of where this is like kind of Jin becoming. The, the Jin, Jin we know, know on yeah. the island, or we think we know, and losing his yeah. humanity. But he does it to save someone's life. I was gonna say, yeah, I wouldn't call it losing his humanity. But at it's all. also, yeah. but it's 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 the first step in that road. Yeah, because of, it's clear by the end of the flashback that he's had to continue beating up people and possibly doing worse. You know. Yeah. Yeah, and he he just marches out of that car, which I think kind of impressed the man with the gun. I think man with the gun didn't yeah. expect that Jin had the balls to do this. Work walks. Right into that house, pulls the guy from his dinner kitchen, <laughs> and beats the crap out of him. In front of his wife and yep. daughter. Yeah. Jeez. And then he, but he says, like, I just saved your life. Yeah. 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 You're welcome, um, uh-huh. idiot. Uh, <laughs> and the guy with the gun is like, mm. I was going to say, credit to this assassin guy for, like, yes ending the situation. <laughs> like, I know we talked about, like, Kate's potential improv workshops, but yeah, I feel like everybody... <laughs> I feel like when you become an assassin, you and, have to take. Well, Jim kind of yes ended the whole assassin situation, but I'm gonna go along with it. There we go. <laughs> but you, but you know what? It's really also. I'm leading this scene. <laughs> like there's part of me that really believes that's exactly what the father hoped would happen. That Jin would take control. Like we yeah. pushed it further. 
and Jin's gonna step in. He's but going he did, to comply now. He's right. gonna go in and he's gonna warn this guy. But somebody else, look, I'll be honest with you, in that situation, I would probably be the, you don't have to do this, man. There's another way. I'd probably be like, there's another way. <laughs> but I wouldn't think, I'm going to get out of the car and beat the shit out of this guy. <laughs> I'd be like, you know what? She's pretty, but maybe there's another dream I can have. <laughs> I, think, I think it's time to leave Korea. <laughs> That's the question. I fall in love with the mobster's daughter. How far do I go? <laughs> and you want to know what? I'd probably go pretty far. I'm very easily... <laughs> I'm very easily... I, yeah, I don't doubt that about you, Will. How dedicated to a life of crime are you, Will? I don't know. I mean, let me tell you what. For love? There are... Like, this is the perfect woman for me, other than the fact that she's a mobster's daughter. Let me tell you what. There are women I have dated who I know in my heart were garbage people. <laughs> And I would probably have started down a life of crime for them. So non-garbage woman, yeah, let's face it. If it's son, if it's son, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm beating people up. So, Will, I do have to ask. If, like, say your boss was also your father-in-law and he was like, hey, this guy, he's uh, he's causing some trouble for us. Uh, I'm give laughing him a, a lot knowing a Will's war- boss. Yeah. <laughs> give him a warning. Let him know I am displeased. What do you do? Okay, you know what? I wouldn't have... I wouldn't have... Like, beat the guy up. But I I, I swear, I I believe I would have... Would you have leaned into the mobster first? I would have gotten in the guy's face more than Jin did. Jin really didn't get... Jin was all like kind of smiles. Yeah, yeah. Like, I would have probably like put my finger in his face being like, listen, buddy. (laughs) Like, I think I would have done that. How about you? What, what would you have done? Well, I told you I would <laughs> run away. I'm not, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. No physical violence, please. I, I don't want to break would my like knuckles. A yeah, exactly. Well, Sorry. Keep the dog, question, and I'm gone. Follow-up question then. Uh, how then do you flee the country? Because you divorced this man's daughter. <laughs> you are a dead man. He's on to the next son-in-law that can fulfill his Is needs. Is he, though? Yeah, I don't know if they waste resources <laughs> hunting Jin down across the world. Uh, he I don't, he's got much. a lot of resources. That is true. That's he a fair knows point. enough. I go and live with my amazing fisherman father, who turns out is still alive, yes. and happier about fishing than I have been about literally anything in my life. Hey, if that father's been able to live off the grid, you could live off the yeah, grid. Exactly. All I'm saying is maybe crash landing on an island is the best case scenario for them in terms of escaping the Korean mob. What I'm hearing <laughs> is that you think Jin started the crash. <laughs> <laughs> this is a long con from Jin, the entire series. <laughs> now, that would have been a great twist. Well, you know, Jin comes back home we see basically the same scene we'd seen in House of the Rising Sun when he comes back and he's covered in blood yes yeah. Yeah. and and then that does lead to the scene where he goes down to like a little fishing village and an old man on the boat and I, he comes up Megan to him as Megan and I begin to tear up I already. was going to say I just, <laughs> just I just want to say that like um we talked about it a little bit when it came to House of the Rising Sun, but, like, the performances in the scene are mm. absolutely phenomenal. And, like, Daniel Day Kim's, uh, the, the, the going back and forth, the emotional range of, like, I'm, like, a hardened human now, and, like, this is what we have to do, and I'm yeah. doing it for us. But also, like, the vulnerability and the hurt are all... Yeah. 
are all there and he does a spectacular job. And that moment where he breaks down and cries after yeah. after she closes the door, oh my god. Yeah. Like I can, remember that. You can sense that vulnerability even when you watch the scene in House of the Rising Sun, but you don't have the context yes. that yeah. you do with this. And Lost Early Lost was so good about doing that. Uh-huh. Early <laughs> Lost was before they just started throwing stuff at the wall. Closet fan. Whatever. Well, he goes. I love season one. I have not, I've never lied about that. Well, he goes to the father and he asks forgiveness. Like, I said you were dead. I was ashamed Aww. of you. I was ashamed of this in this life. And we get more he episodes. He said I was dead? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? We get more episodes filling that in as the, the seasons go on. But, but yeah, the father, he's just, he's just happy to have his son there. Like, the father understands. Yeah. And he's asking about son, and he's like, oh, Which she's she like, yeah. well, she's hard-headed, though. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. And we're like, ha, ha, ha. And <laughs> <laughs> Women. And they're, and they're fishing, and he's basically like, I want to start over. And the father says, this never works out. Ever. You should just do this one last job. That's right. And then you'll be in America with her. And, you know, you, like one, la- one last job. One deliver last these, time. Yeah. One deliver last. these watches to go to Sydney and, uh, and, uh, and Los then, Angeles. And, and then peace. Yeah. <laughs> you know, one last time and bring her. And it's like, and it sounds like a good plan. At- does it? And this is again <laughs> knowing like that Jin or that that son was planning on leaving Jin like at the well, same time that he's formulating this plan. Also, Not to jump onto the island story, but it's no, interesting but, to to see like especially when you see the later seasons when she we know she's cheated on him and was really about to leave him for someone else. It it's all these layers. I never know though with these early seasons if they knew all that shit. They did. I don't think they did. They did. Not all of it. Not all of it. Yeah. Hacks. Things evolve when you're writing a show. Yeah. Just would help if you had a blueprint. But the point is, <laughs> what's also interesting is I love the way the sequence was intercut with the island stuff. Yeah. And, and we're going to get to the island stuff from the start. But, but, but just briefly, it's intercut with a fight he's having with Sun on the island. Where she basically says a variation of, of wanting to start over, start from the beginning. She wants to go back to the beginning. Yeah. And then after his start over line in his flashback with his father, mm-hmm. we come back to the island and he basically says it's too late. Right. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Which is really, it's a good bit of structure yeah. in the writing of this episode to have it go down that way. And they way. dragged that out so long, I forget. Like, it's not until, like, the eighth episode of season two that they're really, like, back together as a couple. Yeah, they, they, they keep them apart for a while. But I feel like... And they almost, kept doing that throughout the series, actually. Well, they kept... then Well, then other forces right, tear yeah, them yeah. apart. Um, <laughs> because we're not allowed to have... Well, because, but also because Jin's going to get on that raft. That's right. That raft which is on fire. Uh, so <laughs> so let's, let's get to the... Uh, I, I just... Um, um, Real quick, uh, I just wanted to point out that about this episode, um, we were you mentioned like oh, we're trying not to cry. Yeah, yeah. I watched this episode on the the Wi-Fi on my computer at a coffee shop today, <laughs> and I it took everything in me, especially that scene with Dad. It took mm-hmm. everything in me not to cry yeah. in public. <laughs> and you're right, Will. Part of it is the intercut is is him and son. That's a very emotional scene, and then it's the back and forth. Because oh, it's, like, oh. so it's also heartbreak. It makes it all that more heartbreaking yeah. that. 
you see him in this as this good man, talking to his father, wanting to do right by his wife. And the big thing that he wants to do is that he doesn't want her to realize how bad her father is. Right. He doesn't want to ruin her father. I would say, I... <laughs> I mean, but, the second he found out, he should have been like, babe, we gotta go. Yeah, we're, we're, yeah. We're going we back gotta to, bounce. Yeah. Going you back to me dating the mobsters. <laughs> I would... I would... Uh, yeah, I might get involved, like, for the love of this woman, but if she didn't know her father was a mobster, there's no way I could ever hold back being like, you know, your father's a mob, right? <laughs> or like, you, you, know say, that, right? you say, honey, you were right. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah you're right, because she gave you an out. Your husband am listening to the words that you say. Part of this is on Jin for not listening to her. He had the best intentions, but he never listened. And like that I, I do appreciate the little nod um that they, they give to the relationship from like he's he's very aware that their relationship is falling apart. Right. Yeah, like, which you don't realize that in the Sun episode. Yeah. Right. Uh, but yeah, he's fully aware. He's like, we don't talk anymore. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, he knows yeah. that they're on the rocks. He mm-hmm. knows that uh, he needs to do something if he wants to keep them together. Yeah. And he doesn't know what to do at this point, which is probably why he went to go see Dad in the first place. Yeah. So, now on the island, Jin's standing there, sees his beautiful <laughs> wife going into the, the ocean in a bathing suit. And he has the reaction that any normal person would have. <laughs> Let me go scream at her to cover up and, and yell at her about this. Oh, my God. Like it's This it's, was so uncomfortable. It was yeah. so uncomfortable. But let's also talk about the fact that all the other island residents see them fighting, see this scene of what looks like maybe domestic violence, and just say, there they go again. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, I Very think 2004. the most... I, but, well, no. Like, but, I think that's the most telling bit of commentary is Kate going, should should we do something? Like, yeah, but, yeah, I think, right? I, but if they spoke English, they, they would have been ten times faster... To go actually do something. Well, and, and to both Kate and Michael's credit, <laughs> they both know that Sun speaks English, and if she really needed help, could she, ask yeah. them for it. That's true. Yeah. So, That's like, true. there's an extra layer there because they're both like, do we get it all? Right, right. Or do we, like, not? But, I don't know. But I could see them being like, we don't know how to communicate with these people. Right. Um, there's also probably cultural things that they don't. Right. That they're like, maybe we don't understand. Not that that doesn't make well, it right, but you make but that you know. assumption, right? Yeah. It turns out there's not, really, yeah. but that's, yeah, that's, that's the assumption, the assumption they're make. making. Yeah. Um, but Michael does intervene. Yes. Because Michael and Son do have a secret right. friendship. Which goes nowhere. Thank you! <laughs> well, that's nowhere. one of Megan's complaints. Uh, yeah, it, it's accurate. It I mean, goes nowhere and is also dumb. Yeah. But <laughs> although it, it well, does, it does. Okay, it gets Jin like, on, on the raft. raft. Yeah. It gets Jin on the raft. And I mean, <laughs> Michael's focus. Because the raft goes somewhere too. Well, gets, <laughs> oh, yes, it does. Yes, it does. Because that gets us to the. That gets us stolen. That gets us to the tail section. That's right. That gets us finding out more about the others. It gets yeah. us places. Eh. <laughs> Not to jump ahead, but okay, so um, also written by uh, Mr. Javi uh, was season two, uh, episode eight, when they finally are reunited after all this time. And uh, there's just a scene with like, okay, so the Michael Sun thing doesn't go anywhere. Michael's the one that tells Sun Jin is back. But Sun doesn't like follow him, like, where's my husband? Like, literally, when Jin finally comes out of the jungle, 
she's like doing laundry on the beach. She heard her yeah. husband was back. She goes and she's like, no, I'm good. I'm going to do laundry. <laughs> that literally happens in an episode. She's like, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> but, but Michael does stand up for, I mean, you know, and also it's important that there are people who know Sun's secret well, and for also, the dynamics of this right. episode and, work. Yeah. And, Michael, and also to Michael... Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I said Michael does get involved. Well, and to Michael's credit, this is also a man who tried to murder him, if we all recall, like a nice little detail, right. or nod to yeah. continuity, mm-hmm. is that Jin still has the hand. I and love we'll that, that detail. We'll have that I love time. that detail. Yeah. Um, but she ends up uh, slapping Michael. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that is because... You know, she knows the kind of man her husband sure, is. Yeah. And also, she's got to defuse the situation. You can't have these guys just she's beating like, the hell out of each other on the beach. Must defuse situation yeah. without a... giving away my secret. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And what ends up happening is, you know, later she comes to Michael and she's basically, you know. Michael is is pretty cool about it. I would say. I don't know. He seemed real pissed. He seemed upset, but <laughs> I mean, he's kind of always pissy, though. Yeah. Really. It's tough to tell. Is, I mean, it's kind of his he, defining characteristic. When is he not low-key annoyed? <laughs> right, yeah. Exactly. I mean, he's like, he does seem pissed, but I feel like, he, I don't know. I don't know. When she actually, when he says, like, I shouldn't have gotten stuck my nose in, like, I feel like he he gets it. Yeah. No, I I feel like he's being passive aggressive. Uh, see, I think he's just annoyed about the whole situation and his his raft. And, to, and also, he's also a bit embarrassed. Right? To, yeah. you know. to be fair, again to everybody on this island and how pissy they can get, uh, everybody's probably in a perpetual state of hangry. Oh yeah, so, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, so, for sure. and I want to give credit to and, uh, basically everybody. And also now. Jin is now accusing Sun of having, like, some sort of secret relationship like, yeah. with Michael. Oh, gosh, like, when Michael. he goes, Michael. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> Which, to be fair, face, like, that close-up, like, oh. She does have a secret relationship with Michael, right. but it's not the relationship he thinks. Mm-hmm. Or that Michael thinks. <laughs> so, uh, you know, let's talk about Michael and his raft. Sure. He's working on a raft, and, you know... He's talking to Walt about the Flatiron Building, trying to get Aww. Walt all expired yeah. by the Flatiron Building, he's which I used so, to live near. And he's is, so oh, excited. It's a great right? Yeah, it's a, <laughs> yeah. And Walt could give a shit. <laughs> Walt could care less about architecture. They're on an island. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but then Jack comes over, and he's like, people talk about the raft. Like, this people want to know what's going on about the world. Classic Jack, just, like, <laughs> sticking his nose in yeah. other people's I mean, I'm the leader, right? Everyone knows I'm the leader, so I'm just going to be I'm here. I'm not and... the leader, but everybody knows I'm the leader, <laughs> yeah, right? right. Yeah. <laughs> um, just because... And Michael says... Everybody elected me to come right. over here and bother you. Michael says that we could fit four people, me, Walt... And one person's uh, already spoken for. Who? And of course, it's so. So, uh, yeah, yeah. so uh, Waltz is into the scene. Yeah. He bought a ticket on this raft <laughs> because he had material Michael needed yep. to build the raft. I loved that so much. He's, and he just sounds so happy about it, too. He's yeah. like, I got myself a ticket. <laughs> and you know what? I'm 
almost positive that it's less about him getting off the island and more of him like hedging his bets. He's like, on the one hand, yeah. this could get me off the yeah. island. On the other hand, I could sell this spot. Right. <laughs> yeah. Any takers. He could get anything. Yeah, he really doesn't want to get back to civilization. <laughs> well, now here's my next question, and this is something I will probably talk about more later when the raft actually launches. <laughs> but since we have a guest yeah, yeah, here. Yeah. Would you get on that raft? Because I'll tell you what. Oh, I fuck, would, no. I would never get no, on that raft. No, I would never. I'm getting Moana. That. that doesn't end well. <laughs> and I would never I would never put my son on that raft. If I oh, no, no. He's the, wor- the, he's the I'd worst father like, ever. Hey, Locke, I know we've had distances, but you care about my son. Watch my kid. I'm going to go get him. I don't that's know about a, that. That's a really good cool way mean, of getting your kid killed. Yeah. And he's getting the stranger danger vibe off a of lock. I'm not putting my kid near him. No, 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 no. Like, uh, on the one hand, the sea, it calls me. But, like, I would not get on the raft either. I, I would not. I am not the ocean's chosen one. It would end very, very poorly for me. Well, I can't even swim, so I'm not yeah. getting on that raft. Yeah. Why can't you swim, Will? Wait, what? Yeah, I don't know how to swim. Okay, I guess that tracks. I, sink I don't like, know why I'm that surprised. I yeah. like a stump. We, Technically, I grew up on an island. <laughs> I swim. Um, so to you, like just staying on the island makes total sense. You're like, yep. Yeah, I can't go out to sea. That's <laughs> a big boat. You go out to sea, you drowned in the lookout or the, the looking glass. <laughs> so, okay. So, in the interim, everyone's trying to help out our... our our Korean language friends. Hurley is like, Jin's like hitting a bunch of rocks with a golf club and Hurley's like, hey, let's go fishing. Wonderful detail here because he's like, hey, let's go fishing. And Jin, in his past, turned his back on his father, the Mm -hmm. fisherman. And he's not even looking at Hurley. But he he does look and see and he has a regret. I think when he, because he sees the fishing poles. I think that's part of it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's layered in. Yeah. Um and Daniel Kate is, fantastic. is basically having a a heart to heart with with son. And it's like, you know, what's going on here? Yeah. Um Hey. Hey, <laughs> hey bud. So, cut to that night. The raft is on fire. I had completely forgotten about I this. Really, I will yeah, be honest. Yeah, I remember <laughs> this. Yeah. The raft So, is on like, fire. I got I got the twist, like, because, yeah, same thing. I, 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 here's the stupid thing is I went through the exact same emotional beats that I went through the first time. <laughs> the raft catches on fire. I was like, yeah, I bet the others did that because they're dicks. <laughs> oh, so you didn't, you didn't remember who did I it. I forgot who did it. I completely <laughs> forgot the perpetrator. But immediately everybody's like, it's got to be Jin. Who right, else could right, it be? Right. Who else would be after Michael. And, uh, basically... <laughs> I was going to say, Ethan 2.0. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, Sun's like, oh, it can't be Jin, and then she comes across Jin cleaning a right, burn yeah. mark on his hand, and it's like, oh, shit. Yeah. Now, and she covers for him anyway, later, which is, I think, pretty mm-hmm. interesting. Now, this is also interesting. If you notice in the scene, because I remembered who did burn down that raft, I was watching Walt in yep, that scene. Yep. And Walt is Walt is realizing what he has done. Oh, Not yeah. in terms of, I've just ruined the raft, but in terms of... Like the social ramifications of removing ter- this element. Yes, <laughs> in terms of, of like, arts and crafts uh, because project. of what I have done, 
we are going to uh, like tear each other. Society up. is going to. Now break let me apart. ask you this: Did Walt do this with his mind? I mean, if he did it, if he did it with his mind, then that means he's aware of his powers at this point. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's true. He did not do it with his mind. Um, yes, Will. How is the game going? Well, which, which then I, I makes. I beg the question, and maybe this is something that I would have to rewatch the episodes leading up to this. At any point, did someone teach Walt how to start a fire? Mm. And well, if, if anyone did, if anyone did, it's probably Locke. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, if, and then season one, they were a lot more um, ambiguous. I, I feel like, especially in like that first episode, they were a lot more like. Can Locke be trusted? Right. I wonder if there was an early uh, version of like of like the script for season one or the outline <laughs> for season one, where like this was a Machiavellian scheme perpetuated right. per, <laughs> perpetuated by Locke. Like well, he teaches the kid to start a fire and then goes, "Oh, Walt, we're gonna miss you uh, when you guys go. <laughs> like, it, oh, it'd be a shame if anything happened to the rat." <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, basically, Jin's like hiding out. Walt's feeling. Which, why would an innocent man run? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Maybe when he can't defend himself in right. his own language. And, and I love that scene. I know it's coming up, but I love the scene where he's like trying walk, walking back and forth, and they, they garble up the language so you don't. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It. it would be terrifying because there's, there's people like screaming about you. You know they're mad at you, but you can't do anything. So Sawyer. And so Jin's like washing his hands and the more he's hiding out. And Sawyer like roundhouse kicks him. You and stole my ride! Yeah. Stole my ride. Jim. And then he's dragging him back to the beach. He's like, it's going to be Lord of the Flies. I, I admire the Lost Riders for waiting 16 full episodes for bringing up Lord of the Flies. Yeah. But however, this is the most Lord of the Flies Absolutely. it had gotten. Yep. Well, but they, they tortured Sawyer before oh, this, right? Yeah. Yeah. But this was like a more of a mob mentality. Yeah, you're right. You're right. This was more. Yeah, he's piggy. Yeah, as Jin opposed is piggy, to Saeed yeah. going, torture is the only option. Right. Yeah. But this. Okay. So they bring him out to the beach. You do what you love. <laughs> and this is what. Yeah, I specifically wrote down the sound design of the scene. Like yeah, you said, yeah. you were you were they saying. They kind of garble up the, or backwards speech a little bit so that we can we can uh, we can't quite make out what they're saying. We are watching this through Jin's eyes as he sees them arguing over what to do with him. And I guess what to do with him is a fist fight. Like, at a certain point, they stop holding Michael back. And Saeed says, (laughs) this is between them. To which I am confused. What is the end game of this? Are they, like, just until, like, two men enter, one man leave? Like, what is this going to be? Like, they stop them from beating the shit out of each I, other because they're never going to get to the bottom of this. Yeah. First of all, like in this scene, I'm astonished that Jack steps back and shows yeah. any restraint yeah, yeah. because, like, he's such a control freak. Yeah, that, this is like, the least codependent Jack has ever been. Is agreeing to step aside? <laughs> is it, like, is it, yeah. To watch two men beat the crap. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I was surprised. I was like, oh, uh, Jack is like doing his reluctant hero thing where he's actually stepping aside. Holy cow! Um, he's letting somebody else have the spotlight. Right. It just happens to be the spotlight in a boxing ring. Um, but yeah, Saeed going like. 
Let them work it out. It, it, it was He's like a total. Let them this is fight. between them. <laughs> it was yeah. It was a total firefly moment for me. Nah, he's got to do this on his own. No, I don't. Please help. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, th I mean, it, it, the reason this is the most Lord of the Flies has gotten is because there's no actual plan here. Yeah, there's no yeah. way to prove guilt or innocence really just there's no way it's just gonna in, in different languages yeah like so shit has de-evolved at this moment yeah. and that is why it had to get that bad for a son to just yell stop well, it's yeah. funny because actually michael kind of threw uh he didn't throw her under the bus but he kind of threw out pretending um, that she didn't yeah. understand him. Yes. Yeah. He threw that out the window, although he didn't He didn't follow it up by calling her out. Right. He asks her in front of everybody, what's he saying? And when she doesn't answer, he's like, okay. Yeah. Instead of continuing to press her and be like, come on, right. I know you speak yeah, yeah. English in front of everyone. Yeah. He was yeah, like, Michael's okay. actually keeping the secret still as best he can. Well, because at this point also, I think everybody who believed Jin did what he did and has seen the behavior and is like this man is a monster yeah. so they want to, they, so they still yeah. want to protect son who they think is the victim of domestic abuse and yeah. also they think is more vulnerable than she actually is as right. like just a person because they don't know she understands everything that's going on <laughs> since day one um, they don't know how cunning she is that's right yeah and um which is a characteristic that will only build more and more yeah, for yeah. her as the series goes on. Now, uh, uh, she yells... for Mr. Peck. Yes. Yeah. So she yells, stop. And she every... kill her dad or something? No, she, well, she takes down the company. Right? Okay, I was going to say, yeah. like, whoa, yeah. did she, like... No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Super um, dark. <laughs> but she, everyone is shocked. And, you know, they, they don't know what to do with it. But It's it, a great scene. It's too. a great yeah. scene. Excellent Great bit of acting yeah. from her. It stops everyone dead in a track. And, and I love that, like, everybody, you can see it on everybody's face. The even gears, the extras. Even the extras yeah. in the background are like... <laughs> the gears turning and going, wait a minute, what have we said in front of this woman? <laughs> and yeah, she... Right. She asks, she, she's talking to everybody, and at this point, now Jin is the one who, it's like, so he even says, like, oh, he didn't even know you could speak yeah. English by the look Like, why his, should we believe you? Yeah, yeah. look on his face, and, and she's pleading that he didn't do it, he wasn't the one who did it, and, but Jin has this look of both confusion and, and of hurt. both, and hurt, yeah, yeah. yeah. and it, it's pain because the secret has been kept from, and they've been in this situation for a while, and... Uh, I think it's more of like, she's known English. Why would she need to learn That's English yes. and keep yeah. it from yeah. me? It's less of like, oh, like she could have talked to, to mm -hmm. everybody and made things easier for us, and more of like, why would she need to know this? Yeah, why does she even hide know? it from me? There's an interesting uh, bookend on on a literary level with um, the episode, the island part of the episode, and uh, begins with. Um, Michael kind of slinking away after Sun stands up, and then this ends with like Jim kind of slinking away. It's the same thing. Yeah. Sun stands up in two different ways, and both of these men have to kind of like back away. Um. So. Because she's a strong, she, independent woman who don't need a man. <laughs> she's trying to convince them he didn't do it. Jin is hurt and confused, and then who comes strolling out of the jungle? Speak, making sense, mm -hmm. by the way. John Locke. 
iconic I, moment. I have to just say, like, we, we've talked a lot about how season one, there's a lot of ambi intentional ambiguity right. uh, in terms of how John Locke is portrayed. And there's a lot of, like, he's already drank his own Kool-Aid, right, you know, right. that sort of thing. Um, this is some of the, the most sensible John Locke has yeah. sounded in the entire series is this episode. Yeah. It's the most sensible he's ever been. And by <laughs> sensible, I mean, like, sensible in that grounded, non-creepy kind of right. way. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we all know we're not the only people on this hunt. Yeah. yeah. We know that. We know that for a fact. And yet nobody, but I'll be honest with you, even as the viewer, I wasn't thinking about that because you're so caught up in the sure. drama here. Oh. That but Locke has to come in and throw cold water on everybody. Like like I said, I went through the exact same emotional yeah. beats that I went through the first time. <laughs> I was like, guys, obviously it's whoever. It's you the know, people in the jungle, it's not us. It's the others, <laughs> duh. Ethan straight up tried to murder Charlie. He murdered Steve Scott, who <laughs> that guy was. <laughs> <laughs> one, one thing I love about this scene, uh, to take it back to the acting, is Terry O'Quinn, like the frustration, like even he gives this great speech, then he turns around, and he, you can see his arm still moving, like he's so frustrated, like, you fucking idiots, what don't you get about like, this? There are only people on the side of that, and we all know it. You know? I love that it's this genuine moment of like, wake up, people, yeah, totally. but at the same time, it's actually luck putting on an act, because he Because he knows who really burnt the ramp. Yeah. But he also knows that there are, but he also is aware that they the, that his his fellow castaways aren't taking the island as seriously right. as they should. Well, and, and to be fair, other people on the island who done murdered somebody and kidnapped someone else right. is a threat. Yeah. Like, we should talk about this <laughs> yes. more. Yeah. Why don't we talk about this? Right. So Locke intervenes, he kind of saves the day, but back at the caves. Jin and Sun have this heart-to-heart -heart where she basically confesses, I was going to leave you. Mm -hmm. Part of this confession is in English, by the way. Right. Yeah. Which... Specifically that yeah, part. Yeah, that part. Yeah. yeah. And is that for... Why? Let I me think ask you this. Son, why? I, my, my read of the scene, and maybe yours is, because I think you're kind of in the same level, is that she can't quite bring... Herself, herself to, to say okay. that, to actually say it to Jin. It hurts that much. That makes or sense. she's maybe that afraid. So. That's, a, that's a smart take. I, yeah. think, I think it's both. I think it's uh, the emotional... Yeah, I, I definitely think that like saying it in um, their own language is something she can't quite bring herself to do, but it also has the double whammy of saying it in the native language of like the intended audience. Yeah. Um, packs that extra emotional punch. Yeah. And also there's... Just the fact that it's a shift in the conversation to begin with says, you know, puts a lot more emotional emphasis on it anyway. And then you have the the duality of the language there. Yeah. Uh, it's the language for the audience, and then it's a language where she can't say it. Yeah. Um, I think it is is it a shift uh, for how the audience, um, like the, the the dumb American audience, is supposed I to mean, view this actress and this character. Is that we're gonna, you know, it like. There's a part of me that like thinks, oh, maybe they were trying to go with what they did with Saeed's episode, where well, this is actually yeah, yeah. I, that's that's if well, that hadn't I, happened, 
I wouldn't be questioning as much, right. but I did wonder. But it's like I, I feel yeah. like it's it's what you were saying about how like she can't quite bring herself to say mm. it in her own language. The reason I feel that way is because there's no transition. Yeah. For Saeed's and then it episode, goes, There was a very visual yes, transition yeah. when we changed language, and it goes back. Yeah. It doesn't stay in English. Right. Yeah. Right, right. Um, and we already kind of spoke of this great moment it's cross-cut with him mm-hmm. talking to his father of like it's too late and Jin just kind of yeah. goes off and son is left alone and sad now but free well, well I want to get to, to, to two kind of <clears throat> yes so um Locke then is talking to Walt mm-hmm. They're talking, uh, they're talking about dads. Walt has a great moment where he asks Locke if uh, his dad's cool. Is your dad cool? And <laughs> yeah. Locke just sighs. He's like, no, he's not. Yeah. What I, because what I, my father pushed me out of a window. <laughs> what I love about this scene is, like, we don't, like, I, I, we have the benefit of hindsight, yeah. obviously, of knowing what a horrible garbage person Anthony is. Right. But, um, but... And, and what he did specifically to Locke. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that he put him in that wheelchair. But what I love about this moment, and again, 100% attributed to, uh, to Terry O'Quinn's mm-hmm. acting, is that like when he looks up and looks into the camera after saying no, um, you can see an entire story mm-hmm. in his eyes. Yeah. You don't know what happened, right. but you know it wasn't good. And like... Again, like, oh, it's, it's yeah. just so good. There's so much... I have no idea what sort of headcanon uh, Terry O'Quinn came up with himself for that character's backstory to deliver that emoting, right. but it was it was fantastic. Yeah, it's dead it on. Well, so it's moving. not... Uh, it's only a few more episodes till you guys are going to see the first horrible thing that Anthony Cooper does to, to Locke, the, the stealing his kidney. Um, that's coming up soon. <laughs> yeah. So I certainly... Probably Terry O'Quinn knew that, I would uh, think, yeah, at the very they least, if he didn't know that... That's and I, I bet you... Since Lindelof this show, has, I mean, I, look again. We don't know what they knew or what they did. Forgotten about the kids. Oh, you forgot oh, about no, that. Oh no! I pre-spoiled you. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's <laughs> I okay. guess you already saw it twelve <laughs> years ago. But the, thing, but the thing is, like you know, we talk about like, well, how much did they know? How much? Did they, I guarantee you, they knew that Locke's father put him in a wheelchair. I guarantee probably. you they knew that so because this whole show is Also these they probably knew that Locke's father, father was the real Sawyer or stuff like that. Yeah, I think the big stuff. There are these horrible father relationships yeah. throughout this show. Um But Locke asks Walt, like, why'd you burn the raft? And he assures him he's not gonna tell him. And at that point it's not gonna do anybody any good. They think the others are doing it, and quite frankly, that works in Locke's favor that they sure. know that there's this like threat of these other people out there. Um and Walt explains he doesn't want to move. He doesn't want to go see the Flatiron Building. He's sick of moving around. Walt, Such a child. <laughs> and they, he says, I like it here. Yeah. And Locke likes it there, too. Yeah. Um, an evil Locke. <laughs> and I guess I could buy this with a... I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe I can't. I don't know. Um, <laughs> little, Will, like little Will would never want to be there. That's all I'm saying. Like, I don't know, at that point, Walt's having a good old time. I mean, Walt, he's, he's hanging out with Hurley. Walt's having money off a him. good time. They're not starving. He doesn't have to go to school. Uh, right. you know, he, or specifically, he doesn't have to do his school. What, what has Walt got to go back to? His That's mom's true. He's dead. Got his, yeah. his stepdad's flat a piece of shit. He's got to see the Flatiron Building. <laughs> and, I mean, he 
is developing a relationship with his real dad. Sure. And maybe it was a certain level of deniability in terms of, like, because um, he's like, you're not, you know, like, I want to go to live with my real dad, but maybe but, there's, like, slow realization but, of, like, oh, that guy never really but liked But the him. consequence of his actions also is... Walt, for the first time, seems really genuinely willing to build a relationship with his father as they rebuild the ranch. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That, that moment with him and Michael, when um, Michael's apologizing, he's like, hey, you know, we're going to build a new raft. Yeah. It's going to be better than this one. It's totally Burning fine. that raft is the best thing that could have ever happened to that father-son relationship, right. in retrospect. Mm. Except for Lesson the fact... all you children out there. Yeah, except for the fact... <laughs> Go ahead and burn better, down your room. Want a better relationship with your dad? Commit arson for his favorite things. Right. Um, and that's what Jin was missing. He yeah. was like, I want to make it up to my father. He should have lit his boat on fire. Yeah, the scene we didn't see was him lighting the boat on <laughs> fighting fire. Lighting the dock And on still fire. the father nodding and smiling <laughs> and being, the, the world is good. You know what, son? We're going to build a better dock. It's going to be great. Now... Jin then also goes to Michael, and Jin is going to help rebuild this raft. Hmm, yeah. And this is how Jin will find himself on that raft right. by the end of the season. I, I, I know, again, we've talked about extenuating circumstances for the show in terms of Michael's character. Like, we get it. But, like, this is a bromance I would have liked to see go a lot farther yeah. than it actually yeah. did. And I, but I also love that... Uh, like, it makes sense Jin's going to help with that, because if there's anyone on this island who needs to get off that island, in a way, now it's Jin, because he is the most alone. He doesn't mm, even really right. feel he has his wife, who he wants to save, which is the reason he wants to get off that island. Um, you know, he really has nothing on this island for him. But no. I, I also love it because this ties in to the other, to the other theme going on in, like, what... Is it the B or the C storyline in this episode? I, I don't know. What do we do? We consider flashbacks A, island B, and subplots C, right. or or is it um, island stuff A, island flashback A. B? Yeah. <laughs> um, the, I like that it ties into the theme of starting over, and that mm. seems to be like yeah. the baseline throughout the flashback, throughout the island stuff. And um, throughout, you know, the sea storyline right. is Which, starting. Yeah, Locke calls it to. out. Uh, the, everyone gets a new life on this island. Yeah. yeah. Um, this episode ends before we get to the sea storyline. This episode ends. I totally forgot about. I, I watched this episode an hour ago. I forgot <laughs> entirely about this bullshit with Saeed and Shannon. Yeah, we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> but I want to get to the the little button of the episode, which is. Hurley's listening to his disc man. Oh. And I remembered this music cue. Me or like, yeah, or, or yeah. Particular, particularly how the music cue ended. Hurley, and we see a little montage and Saeed. Yeah, yeah. It's a beautiful and, moment. And at first, it's excellent sound design because at first it sounds like it's coming through that's headphones. That's right, yeah. And, and then, then it then kind of opens up. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the underlying score, and then it, we and get then this it, excellent it, audio. Yeah. 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 And it's like right. a, and then the episode ends kind of silently. It doesn't even at the end when well, Lost comes little up. Fat joke kind of. Like Hurley's looking at his belly and he's looking at Claire, pregnant Claire, and then he looks back at his belly and then he kind of sighs. You don't you didn't catch that? I didn't, I catch, didn't that. catch that yeah. either. Yeah. I I was just kind of looking at That's it. That's how like, it's framed exactly. Like uh, uh Claire and Charlie are down the beach being all cute and Hurley's uh, belly looks exactly like Claire's belly and they're I did I, not this happened, notice I that. I swear, yeah. <laughs> I did not notice that because what I was taking away from it was the music. 
yeah. um, was yeah. the music cue. Uh, oh, and then, uh, I was bummed I, out by it. <laughs> I figured it was the transition um, into Hurley's it episode, is. which is it what is. we'll get next week, yeah. which is we have this nice moment undercut by the dying battery, and, you know, we'll get into it next time, but, like, Hurley views himself as cursed, as the unluckiest man in the yeah. world. Yeah. Um, and so, like, like, what better way to, like, sort of segue into that than to have his... Just, fucking batteries yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like this one nice lock. thing yeah, he yeah. had uh-huh. on the island it's gone now um it's so much fun you're gonna love it yeah no, <laughs> I, 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 I remember the it's so good yeah i remember the yeah. hurley episodes always yeah, were yeah. a treat um yes yeah, so and we also see sun being we, we, we also see sun being well, actually, free let's we, talk about numbers now because i listened back to that episode i don't think you're right about the numbers the numbers were a jacob thing numbers were a jacob thing they I were, thought the numbers were like the, that equation, that Valizenti equation that was in the, the lost uh, ARG and never mentioned on the but show. All, about okay, like but the numbers that led up to like the end of the world. It's both or those things. Yeah, it's all those things because then in the last season, the numbers all corresponded in the case oh, that, that, to the, the people the Jacob had. Okay. The numbers stuff. It, it was stuff they made. They fucking made it up. Ugh. They didn't mean <laughs> anything. That is not certainly not what they meant in season one. No, probably not. No, no. Here's the thing, guys. Okay, I wanna I wanna put this to bed right now. I feel like for all the really intricate character backstory stuff, like in terms of like Locke's dad being the one to put him mm-hmm. in a wheelchair and actually being real Mr. Sawyer, I feel like that was all stuff that they had planned, that they had laid out. For all of the island mystery bullshit, all of that yeah. was stuff they were making up on the fly. So the stuff that I love that works out great is the stuff they took the time to plan. Well, but that's also... But here's the thing. <laughs> like I said, things about things change yeah. when you're writing these things. You can't map it out to the exact... But the problem is when they pretend <laughs> like they do. No, they said I, they I always know how it was going to end. And I believe that, but the path getting there, they got a little muddled and sometime. And then they lied, because they said they would never do the purgatory thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, they, well... But the island do, wasn't purgatory, and that's that very important. That was their loophole out. That's very important. They <laughs> did a purgatory I, thing. Okay, you know, I'm going to take you back this, like, I know, I know. from that. I know. We, got, we still have a little <laughs> story to talk about. I just recently watched a lost, like entire retrospective thing on YouTube and I was like he's right (laughs) (laughs) so I'm very emotional about it right right now let's get to this fascinating fascinating sea story story. (laughs) (laughs) so you completely forgot that this is a thing in this episode yeah no literally I mean in the last hour I forgot (laughs) like in one ear out the other yeah yeah because all the rest of it is so good but that's very interesting because Watch. Is there a less interesting couple than Shannon, Shannon and Saeed? But, okay, so, ultimately where this series goes makes mm-hmm. a very big deal about these two, the relationship these two had on the island. Now, when I watched the series, mm-hmm. uh, where <laughs> Shannon <laughs> dies in season two, you knew Which there were going to be I love that episode, yeah. She's Not just because she died. and it's dumb. Um, <laughs> but when she dies, there's... You know, there's this kind of history built up about Saeed and Shannon that touches base throughout the series, and especially in the last yeah. season. And I and remember being like, well, let's, okay, go ahead. I remember being like, who cares about these two? Was yeah. it really that big of a deal? But on a rewatch, 
they made a bigger deal out of this couple than in my memory they had. Yeah. Like, in my memory, mm-hmm. like, I did forget almost everything about... Like, and we've talked about this before. There's so much flirtation early in this series between them that if you would ask me about, I would never remember. And I'm like, right. maybe... Yeah. I mean, look, it, maybe we all missed something. I think they made a point to take the, the, the Middle Eastern character and match him up with the All-American with blonde. The, I think the, that's been, the most yeah. superficial... Exactly. Uh, I feel so like... So they knew they were going to do that right away, so they did see I, yeah. that. I feel yeah. like... You know Shannon would have voted for Trump. Yeah, of course. Oh, <laughs> ow. Uh, <laughs> um, the, she would have done it to... Or assuming she was even registered to Yeah, yeah. yeah she, she put in like a, a, an absentee ballot for Bush before she got on that plane. Yeah. The, um, for, for me, I feel like uh, all of this was, you know, they were going to give Shannon a character arc, mm, which yeah. I appreciate because she was so unlikable and she was yeah. like, and they intentionally so, because like, hey, people learn, grow, and change. And, you know, as fans of television, we -hmm. can all probably pick that one character at the beginning of one show and be like, oh, man, I hate that guy. But then by the end of it, you're like, that person's amazing. Um, So I figure Shannon was going to have a decent character arc, and this episode is a really good indication Mm -hmm. of that. Um, But they killed her off because people didn't like her. So ultimately, this storyline goes nowhere. And then they go, well... I guess we'll make a big deal about Saeed and Nadia and, like, pretend that she's the love of his life up well, until the, the end. That, that was exactly my thought when I watched this episode, was like, wait, isn't it, like, two weeks since Saeed found out that Nadia, that Nadia is still alive and, like, the love of his life is out there? Like, yeah, he's on an island, but he's just shacking up with Shannon really super quick. She's very pretty. <laughs> and you know <laughs> there you go and I actually do think she's Saeed, thinking more like a man than I am <laughs> but Saeed also I think I don't think Saeed thinks they're ever getting off this island no, I think Saeed's well, very committed to the idea I mean because he's had the French woman encounter that's, like, yeah. that's an excellent point Rousseau has been on this island for 16 that's right. years yeah. and even though Michael's building a raft let's be real yeah, we, yeah, all, yeah. we all basically said I wouldn't get on yeah, that. Yeah. And look, yeah. as far as eligible women on this island, I mean... We his, don't know who the all the extras are. Mickey was running around somewhere. <laughs> oh, We're a part of this, guys. We're important. Oh, no, shut up. Did you hear something, Kate? No, no, no. 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 They're, they're... I, I will... I'm on a series of just like Kate and Son and uh, um, Claire mean-girling Nikki. <laughs> Here's the thing, though, and I will say this, um, and maybe I'm being too forgiving, but the flirtations between Saeed and Shannon mm-hmm. are a lot better than I remember. I I feel like the acting, like the actors have really good chemistry together, yeah. and I feel like they both put in really good performances. Yeah. Um, and again, I feel like if Shannon hadn't been fridged... <laughs> because I hate this show. If Shannon hadn't been fridged and she had been allowed to have her own character arc, I wouldn't look back on this relationship as negatively as I do. When I'm watching it in the moment, I buy the chemistry and I I buy it. But like the second Shannon's out of the picture, I'm going to be like, where the hell like where the hell did that romance stuff with Kate go? Still riding that Kate yes. Saeed ship. Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, so basically their storyline is she's good at tying knots. Saeed and her yeah. think they should have a date. Which, again, Boone I... Boone still tell he wants to bone his Boone, sister. Boone, yeah, yeah, Boone, basically. But what Boone also <laughs> says about... I really do like Shannon's double entendres, though. That's but, fun. But what, <laughs> what, fun. what Boone does say about her... It does exactly. fit the legit yeah. pattern that Shannon's yeah. life had been. Well, it would be the that's reason... That's the thing is, he's not necessarily lying. Right. No, he's not at all. Um, and he's Saeed throwing her under the yeah. bus, yeah. but he's not lying. But so would she have done that if Boone hadn't always been there to like pick up the pieces? Like They were both playing that game with well, each other. Well, and here's the other thing. like At this point, Boone has supposedly let Shannon go. Like, right. Why talk shit about her if oh, you're yeah, over her? Whole, uh, you know, yeah. But, 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 I, mean, but he's, be, I think he's, he's not just over being, her. I think, it's weird and gross <laughs> and I hate yeah, it. But I think he's also being candid. I think he's being in the yeah. same way that like there, there are... are there are people in my life that I love, both men and women, that if someone from the opposite sex, who I also thought respected on some level, came to me and said, what do you think? I'd be like, eh, maybe not. I like the idea that you didn't but, respect them. You just say, yeah, do what you're going to do. But well, also, yeah, if I didn't, it's true. It's true. If I, if I, if it was something, it was just something came scenario, off the street, I'd be like, yeah, whatever. But if scenario, it's something like, is this person asking you about somebody who is both your step-sibling, and somebody you've slept with. Right. Again, two well. weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> and also, you're still in the mob in this situation. In this scenario, I want to hear it, <laughs> so, so she, after you divorce, After you divorce your mob, mafia wife. I would advise my friends not getting together with her. She just heralded this episode. <laughs> so... As everybody does on the island, eventually they turn to Locke, and Locke gives his wisdom while he cooks a rat. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. Gross. Yeah. Um, and it's basically I forgot like, about the detail. <laughs> I wrote it down. I wrote down rat. I didn't even realize it was a rat. I was like, did he catch a snake or something? <laughs> and, nope. Uh, yeah, show that tale, yeah. And he, he's basically like, well, we can't what Boone's saying. Yeah. Like, this is your chance to start over the theme. Mm-hmm. And then Shannon goes and kisses Saeed. I, and right. it's... I really did like this bit of, like, why do you care what Boone says? Yeah, it's so <laughs> underplayed by O'Quinn. It's like, yeah, yeah. Which, what are you doing? Which, especially since Boone's his right-hand man. Yeah, yeah, which, yeah. Which, again, you can look at this as, like, uh, you can look at this in both lights. You can look at this as like him giving Shannon very candid, useful, grounded, down-to-earth advice of like, why do you care? You don't seem to be the type of person that cares about what anyone yeah. thinks of you. Why do you care? And then, but then it also is like, yes, Shannon, stop looking after right. your brother so that right. he can become my most loyal minion. <laughs> well, I mean, it is, and we've joked about the cult of Locke. Yeah, honestly, but it, on a rewatch, <laughs> it's obviously yeah. it's <laughs> obviously clear that Locke is starting a cult here. Yeah. Like it is obvious, like he wants followers, and eventually he'll He's get them. Like, I'm going to get this very earnest young man and this boy with superpowers. <laughs> My <laughs> yeah. cult is off to a great start. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's <laughs> <My> evil cult <laughs> leader voice. That's the yeah, episode. not the one you go for if you're building a cult. He can't yeah. do anything. <laughs> no. John Locke's got to work yeah. with what he's got. Yeah. So He's done more with less. He's he tried like, with Charlie. He tried <laughs> to get Charlie on his side. Aww. So that's the episode. Yeah. Um, but, Matt, as, as you know, we always kind of like to end with a, 
a little man in black or Jacob sure, sure. kind of like the light and the dark. <laughs> what is what is your like? What is the thing you loved in this episode? What is your what is your Jacob? My my Jacob. Although again, uh, to say again, Jacob is pretty evil as it is. But <laughs> yeah, he's a monster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But We're gonna have to change this. Assuming that Jacob is the quote good side, um, Jin's father's smile is just oh. so pure, so pure. When he's like, uh, what? It's like the world is good. Like it's so yeah. beautiful and pure. I love it. I absolutely. Love it's it. uh, that. Yeah. No, that's a great one, yeah. Megan. Um, my. Uh, morally righteous person who I will not refer to as Jacob because he's a terrible person. Um, honestly, again, this is one of those episodes where I have, I, I don't there's have a, very a, many things to complain there's a, about. There's a lot of good. There's so yeah. much good in yeah. this episode. If I had to, like, I feel like it's a cop-out saying, like, all of Jin's flashbacks. Right. Um, probably the moment... Where um, Jin looks at the guy and he's like, "I just saved your life." Yeah. That's, yeah. Like, yeah. That old sequence that and that choice sequence. that he makes mm-hmm. in him. And I'll, 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 since you guys all want flashbacks, up, I'll do, I'll do an island scene, and it's the, the one when they're on the beach and Sun comes out as someone who can speak English, and Jin just and they can performance in that moment, and also the sound design of that really did a good job of. Yeah how confusing and frustrating and upsetting yes. all of that can, must have been. Can I do one more? Like, they filmed, <laughs> no. it, they filmed in Hawaii. Yeah. It always looks really good, but you always have to hand it to episodes that, that you, where you can tell a lot of thought went into shot composition yeah. stuff. And yeah. a lot of that, again, is just the natural beauty of the landscape mm-hmm. where they're at. But there were some beautiful shots of, like, sun looking out at the ocean yeah. like that that scene where um Jin walks away from her after it's revealed that she speaks English and she's alone yeah. on that beach the framing in that shot absolutely yeah. superb yeah um does really honestly this is really hard to come up with a negative in this episode but uh, I guess my negative which I guess you guys didn't pick up on uh the, the unnecessary fat joke in Hurley's expense I feel like they did a lot of that with, I know Jorge Garcia is a big dude. I get that's part of his lovability character, but they leaned a lot on some pretty mean Hurley fat jokes, especially in the early seasons. And well, it, I mean, it also that does play into something legitimately with his character in, in, <laughs> right. in, in the series, and yeah. one of the reasons why he's he is feeling lonely looking at them. Like, oh, yeah. they've got this little couple thing, and I, you know, I'm yeah. now my well, fucking and, music isn't and, even working. And and Charlie is probably his best friend on the totally, island. At totally, this point, yeah. So. Like a little bit of a third wheel. Right. Megan. Um, Yeah, this is this is one I have a hard time picking a man in black for, oddly enough, uh, because it's so good. It's it's one of the standout episodes this season. Mm -hmm. All of the performances are great. The the episode looks and sounds amazing. Oh, what do I what do I not like? Um. You know what, Boone? Yeah, he's just <laughs> always the worst. Um, <laughs> well, luckily, lucky, not for much longer. You're lucky you're pretty, Boone. <laughs> uh, for me, it's that the environmental secretary is the stupidest man in all of Korea. How's that? That's my one. Like, why didn't you just... 
you you had an out and you didn't take it. <laughs> take it. Oh my uh, god. Uh, yeah, for for me, I'm gonna fall back on like Boone. Aren't you supposed to be past this sort of thing at this point in your character arc? Guess <laughs> yeah. not. Yeah. Well, fuck off. Then whatever. Who cares? You die soon anyway. <laughs> you idiot. So that's it for another fine episode of No Love Lost. Uh, Matt, why don't you tell the people where they can find you and worth a click and everything? Uh, I guess Twitter, Guerrero PMG, um, and worthaclick.com. And uh, also to, because uh, why not have two podcasts? To do one about uh, religion and spirituality called Ordinary Grace. You can find it at ordinarygrace.org. Do you talk about Lost on your radio? <laughs> because I definitely could. That's one of the reasons I love Lost so much. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I always yeah. find it interesting uh, that I do not consider myself a spiritual person mm-hmm. at all in reality, but I am always drawn to those themes in uh, entertainment. Mm-hmm. Uh, this show being a big example of it, um, or The Leftovers, to bring up another Damon sure. Lindelof thing. Which is kind of, The Leftovers is like lost with boobs. <laughs> like, it really is like, like the structure of The Leftovers <laughs> is very similar to Lost yeah. in a lot of ways. Ah, uh, so now I know not to watch The Leftovers lest I be disappointed. I... <laughs> <laughs> well, I... that, that final episode. It's one of the, you, should, you should watch The Leftovers. Should I? It's, should I it's really? not. Yeah, it's it's should. such of a it's, different it's kind good. of yeah. show that it wouldn't disappoint. No offense, Will, but I don't trust your <laughs> thinking about final episodes. Well, where can the people find you? <laughs> you guys can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the Menguin. That's T H E M E N G U I N. And you can follow me on Twitter at the Real Will Link. Um, so this is fine. The first guest, thank you so much, Matt, for uh, coming thank you. on. I'm really we honored. really appreciate it. And guys, I if you have, come back. Yeah, and <laughs> if you guys haven't already done so, follow us on Twitter at No Love Lost Pod. Yes, indeed. And until then, see you in another life, brother. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to No Love Lost on the podcast Jukebox Network. Yeah, we really appreciate you guys listening. And if you guys liked the show that we put on, you might like some of the other shows put on by this lovely network. Um, Off the Cuffs, which is a kink and BDSM podcast, which is very popular. Um, Being There, Will Sean podcast. Will he? Uh, he does. <laughs> uh, you would know. Drinks with God and Proud to be Kinky. Yeah, so we want to give a big thank you to this network for, for supporting us and for giving us a platform to talk about Lost On. So, guys, it would really mean a lot if you would show uh, these other podcasts some love. Yeah, go back, give them a listen. If you like us, you might like them. We're on the same network. Only makes sense. Go listen to them. Give them all five stars. Do that. And then also give us five stars. Yeah, we could use it. (laughs) 